I have to say that Melbourne is possibly my least favourite city. It's the most pretentious city in Australia and it denounces the rest of Australia as well. It's all those nasally... Every Melbourne woman sounds like... You know, like magazine tabloid journalists in this country? Mm, tonight on ET. <laughs> Why would you take a job that involves talking and then speak out your nose? <laughs> Tonight on eating. Coming up, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And all the Melbourneian women speak like they're like, oh, I'm so over it. Oh, good lord. I've had a gutful. I've had a gutful. I'm amazed they don't all walk along in an imaginary diagonal line talking to a pretend camera utilising unnecessary alliteration. <laughs> And just going, whether it's mincing in Melbourne or swimming in Sydney or prancing in Perth, I'm standing here live waiting to get fingered by a football team. I... I like the house to cold. I like to keep it hot. I don't care much for cooking. I like to eat a lot. Scares me when she's driving And that always causes a fight I like to fuck in the morning And I like to fuck at night Sometimes it drives me crazy All those things you do You're a big fat gentile And you're a dirty Jew Hi everybody, I'm Ralphie May. And I'm Lana Turner. And we are the Perfect Ten Podcast. And uh, we're so excited because at the end of this month, uh, Lana uh, did the ultimate move and got us, uh, not only got herself a special, this is how much my wife hustles. I I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one, (laughs) y'all. All right, and listen to this shit. Uh, my bad, you bitch, got me two specials, y'all. You been asking for the new shit? Well, it's coming, motherfuckers. It's coming. Because my beautiful wife put that shit together. Best manager in the business. Most production I've had. I mean, the last guy who got me two specials in one fucking weekend was J.P. Williams, the guy behind uh, uh, Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy. Me, I've got a bad Jew. All right, <laughs> man, that's all you need in a life. It's a fucking lot of heart and a bad Jew. and You'll be all right, Jack. I uh I I love it, man. I love it what you did. Uh, you uh, you pulled the ultimate move, and it, I am better than anything, guys. I own this completely. These two specials, I'm gonna own outright, and I don't have to. I don't have to suck anybody's dick. I don't have to fucking take any bullshit from anybody. This is all mine, and that was a deal that was put together by my beautiful wife. Ah. Well, you just really love talked me up. You're so well, sweet. I need to talk you up because you uh, you pulled a motherfucker. That was bad to the bone, Jack. Well, I mean, I got I got to meet an awesome lady Una who helped put that together too. So you know, you got some not only you got a Jew, but you got some good some bad bitches behind you. too. I know, right? man. So that's good. got ninety nine problems, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> I'm so excited, though. I mean, for me, it's my first one, so it's like really. It's about time. I'm, I'm nervous. Why? 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 You know. You're good. There's no nervous when you're good. You uh, just you got to go out there and do your fucking job. Right. It's like you know those football players aren't nervous. They just get in the zone. They're like, fuck it, we're professionals. Well, I'd be nervous if I was going into a football field. Because too. you're not a professional football <laughs> player, but you are a professional comedian. No, I, I, I'm excited about it. I yeah. really am. Like, I'm more excited than nervous. It's just, it's just such an, a great thing. And the best part about it for the podcast and all of you folks that are listening is somebody is going to win a trip to come and see us. Yes. One of you guys, one of you motherfuckers, is going to <laughs> is going to uh, get a free trip to Las Vegas to see us at the beautiful South Point Casino and Spa. Uh, that trip will consist of uh, free round-trip air, uh, hotel room, uh, spa treatments, dinner at the world-famous steakhouse, and, uh, of course, show tickets. I would recommend Saturday or Sunday when we're taping our mother 
Nugget specials. All right. Be well, part of the crowd. Be part of history. It's going to be so much fun. And then here's the thing. So we're really close to picking a winner. Of course, Rafi and I, we are going to remove ourselves from actually selecting the right, winner. Right, because I got my favorites on Twitter. Yeah, and, you know, I, it's just a, it's something that's a hard thing to choose. But... What you guys need to do is really up the ante now. Like, you can send video, you could send a picture, you could do yeah. a, write a poem, do something silly, whatever you it do, is. You can do song parodies, you know, you can do anything. You know, just I just laid down 99 you. problems with a bitch A1. Now, read and do it, okay? Use me in the own fuck. I mean, be imaginative, motherfuckers. Come on, <laughs> Jack. Put it together, son. We're just so excited to honestly the having a podcast has been so much fun for us and having people respond to it it makes our day like it's just it's yeah. the greatest feeling in the whole world like for us to know that people are enjoying this and to be able to bring somebody from you one of you guys to come to Vegas is a huge honor for it's us big, to be able man. to do and so um so that's how much we love our here. fans you know you, you <laughs> I tell you what you know we we are number 1 on the iTunes charts but we are the only podcast, comics, anybody that gives trips away to their fans. Well, we are the number 10. That's right. We're number 10, baby. We're the perfect 10. <laughs> and uh, at the top of the episode, you heard a very funny comedian who is also on iTunes. You can download his album. Oh, albums. Oh, yeah. He's got, what, like eight of them? Eight of them. He's a motherfucker. Brendan Burns. Yeah, Australian comic. If you haven't heard of him, it's okay. I just heard about him. But he's, his album, if you want to look it up, the, the, the jokes that you heard at the top is from his newest um, newest release, which is yeah. pu- um, Brendan Burns Pompously Lectures Americans. That's fucking hilarious. He's fucking hilarious. Well, everybody, every foreigner from the UK or Australia comes here and tells Tells us how much we're shit. Okay? Well, you know what? You were in another fucking country, motherfucker. Stay there. If you don't <laughs> like it, stay the fuck there. It's like when I was in Toronto the first time, everybody was saying, oh, have you been to Niagara Falls? The view from Canada is so much better than the view from America. From the American side sucks. The Canada side's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, of course the view from Canada is better. You're looking at America, motherfucker. All right? Now suck a dick. All right? You got to fight them right back, man. I don't take no shit from nobody. Fuck it. If you don't want to be in this country, beat it. Beat it. You t- take 10 Mexicans with you. Beat it. Okay? All right? And by Mexicans, I mean Ecuadorians. I mean, let's be honest. Those guys can get the fuck out. Right? I was just going right. to say, I am, okay. Canada. I am Canadian. I know. And you're and here. the view is much better from Canada. Well, you can take your <laughs> ass on back there, Jubrod. Okay? Hit the bricks. So, and and, and we, you know what I'm excited about this this um, this fucking show is going to be amazing. Uh, the the your wardrobe is jaw dropping. Okay, what you what you got is fucking hot. We already covered this, Ralphie. I don't give a fat baby's dick. This shit is hot, Jack. Okay, we got to talk about that. Okay, Lana has got a leather dress, oh. y'all. A red leather dress. This. Ralphie. Fucking filthy animals gonna look like Jessica Rabbit. Ralphie. Oh my god, it was we half a boner. This. I don't give a shit. Quit being embarrassed. Just no, take I it. Just, it's I'm her homage to Eddie Murphy. Too, because, oh my god, it's bad uh, in the bone, y'all. Uh, it's got a zipper, a silver zipper, all the way up the back. Oh, from the ooh, we could sneak it up a little bit and have a little slit in the back. Hey, what's that? Is that high five? I think so. She bends down, might be some giner. Who knows? Oh, Ralphie. You don't know it. Maybe it's a giner shot. Through this. Maybe, maybe. Maybe just show me a little giner once We're in a while. We're talking about Brendan Burns. And I know we was talking about him, but I got to go on a side tangent. You okay. know, shit, we got 42 minutes to fill, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> can, I congratulate, can I congratulate both of you, first of all, on the specials, and also a special congratulations uh, to Lana on becoming an American <laughs> and uh, joining Costco today. Oh, oh, yeah, you joined Costco. Okay. Okay, so. this Jew came back happy as shit. Okay, she didn't ask me to haul anything in. I am minding my fucking no, business your eating knee chili. Hurts. My knee does hurt, okay? Yeah, my knee does hurt. I'm you know, sweet. it's from carrying comedy. Uh, it's been carrying American stand-up comedy for the last fucking 25 years. Okay, that's what my knee hurts. My back hurts too, Jack. All right, but listen to this. This Jew came in and gave me a spiel about Costco is such a fucking amazing place. Look at this. Oh, my God. Look at these batteries. we got enough batteries for the Holocaust. Oh, my God. Look at this shit. Hey, hey. Come on out. I got a 50-gallon drum of mustard. It's awesome. <laughs> fucking that brown mustard. That, that, that Jew mustard. It's amazing. 
It is Jewish Disneyland, Ralphie. Costco is the greatest thing ever. For, I, you want to know what I did this week at Costco? I, I lived my dream. I went and I, they had giant packs of socks. Did you see the socks line? <laughs> yeah. I bought all the same socks so I never have to pair my socks again and threw out oh. all my old socks. I'm saving hours over every year of my life that I used to spend collectively like six minutes at a time pairing socks. It's over. That's not going to work, Danny, because sometimes you are they all black socks? They're all white socks. All white socks. So you're going to need superior socks. You're going to need <laughs> you're going to need a black pair of socks at some point. It's going to fuck up your whole like method. But then I know that the black pairs. Then I know the black pair of socks are, are go with the black pair of socks. I never have to look in at each white sock and say, is this white oh, sock? Oh, yeah, that's a nightmare because that they're all different white socks. Thank you, Costco. I've got so much more time now. I'm going to write my own special. I got all this. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's got a great album. It's available on iTunes. Okay, that's it's right. just out. So Danny maybe Lobel. he should need a special. Okay, maybe we should choose something special for Danny. <laughs> Socks. I do the same thing, but I did with the walking company. Okay, so I didn't get a deal on it, but I did get fucking amazing socks. Oh, God damn it. I tell you what, there, is there anything better than, than new socks and new underwear? Nothing, Nothing fucking better, man. When I wear new socks and new underwears, Jack, something's good happening. I mean, I feel good. Like, I, I'll buy a Powerball ticket. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to win something. I'm winning something, Jack. Okay, I'm going to try and get my wife to do anal. Something's going to happen, okay? <laughs> Something's going to go down. It's going to be awesome. You know what yeah? I like? What, baby? Sometimes if I'm wearing a pair of boots and I don't have time to really work it out, I'll wear mismatched socks and forget about it. And then later <laughs> in the day, I'll take off my boots and I get kind of excited at the fact that <laughs> I got away with something. Yeah, I that got day. away with something. <laughs> they didn't know I hadn't fucked up socks on. <laughs> I was walking heavier on the right foot. But you know, I have to say about the underwear, I went and got a physical today. And I was a little oh, nervous because yeah? I, I, I'm wearing I old undies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old undies. Yeah, the doctors. Well, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I've had babies, motherfucker. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Everybody can come in and have a look. I look at care. this monkey. This look is, at this sideways smile. Are old. Right, look at that smile. <laughs> <laughs> My undies are expensive. I wear them until they've know. got holes in them and stuff. I don't I care. Know. There's more than one hole you can and put your leg through. I know. But they're, <laughs> and, you know, you'd think for like a nothing little thong, it wouldn't be that expensive. But those hanky pants. Yankees run a fortune. They're more of my underwears. I, I get know, mine from I Bentley. Know. Bentley, big man underwears. Uh, fantastic underwear for you and me. But the you fucking get best. way hold more fucking, fabric. Fuck yeah, we get way more fabric. And those Bentley underwears, they hold your balls up like little angel hands. <laughs> Baby angels are holding your balls. Oh, I love those. <laughs> Doug Hill, god damn, those fucking things are great. How do, how do you get those? Those are online? You go online and... Because people don't know got, that he's underwear. Got, he's got small to, to 8X, 10X, whatever you want. He got everybody covered, Jack. Every man has can get great fucking underwear. And it's better than Under Armour. It's better than any other fucking underwear you've got. Keeps your nuts off your fucking leg. Uh, nice, up nice and tight, tucked upright. Okay, a nice little plump in the front. Okay, <laughs> alright? So the bitches know you got some dick okay it's good man good underwear when you i'm still hung up on 10x man there's some 10x dudes can you get i know but can you can you get one with an american flag across this when you're done wearing them you can put them up on a (laughs) building somewhere you can hang it and it looks like a flag that's been through a civil war (laughs) okay the battle of chickamauga it's got brown right (laughs) it's got brown on it right there it's all ratty tatted okay it's like what the fuck is going on with that thing Uh, the the goddamn union army got shot at by chickamauga all right it's hilarious yeah, Confederate underwear. I'm proud to be an American. At least I know I'm free. Okay, it's so funny. My people. I love them. Uh, but we've got uh, Brendan Burns. You guys went down to Santa Monica, well, right? Okay, so like he's from out of the country. He's yeah. From, he's Australian. Yeah, and so he comes, he travels all around the world and he loves to go and see roller coasters and get on roller... And he likes, he's a thrill-seeker. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a lot of fun. Hey, the thrill-seeker. Hey, hey f- fuck a transvestite in West Hollywood without a condom. Okay, there's a thrill <laughs> for you, motherfucker. You know, you know <laughs> hey, Fred hey. Stoller? You like Fred Stoller? Do you like Fred Stoller? I don't even know who Fred Stoller is. Fred Stoller was big in the 80s. He was, like, huge for, like, a minute in the 80s. He still lives in L.A. somewhere. He had the, that great video on, I think it was on MTV, called Thrill Seeker. If you guys knew the reference, I'd be killing it right oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. what? I want to I wanna find Fred and fucking uh, get him on the show, okay? Yeah, we got to have him on. That'd be awesome. 
And so, uh, I, anyway, I, I so love Brent, the, uh, the comics, okay? When I say thrill seeker, you have to take it in the context of what actually happened this day with yeah, Brendan. The, the thrill seeker. So, Go fuck yourself. Carry four ounces of weed through fucking airport security after 9-11, okay? That's, I'm a bad motherfucker. Don't tell me I can't act, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm Ralphie May. Vote for me. Yeah, but in yeah. this case, you've got to <laughs> listen to this thing because what he did... on my balls. That's awesome. <laughs> what this guy did, Ralphie, uh -huh. is so freaking funny so uh, you got to just listen to this because you will agree with me he in his own way might not be taking weed through airport security but he has balls he's got balls danny play us in with some of that thrill seeker I rented a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. I mailed a letter to my friend. I didn't jiggle a mailbox lid to make sure it went all the way down. I did a TV guide crossword puzzle and a pen, not a pencil for erasing. I went jogging in my jeans, not my sweatpants. I live on the edge. You can't stop me. We're here on the Santa Monica Pier with Brendan Burns. Brendan, you sent a text. You were running a little late. What happened? I had explosive diarrhea. Was it real or was that just an excuse to be late? No, no. I was leaving the house and then that bell went off. <laughs> the God. bell went off and my eyes raised and I could feel it in my nose. Oh, God. I was like, I'm about to shit snot out me. I'm like, so like, You know when you feel it in your nose and you're thinking, wow, I think I'm like mucus is going to like my entire body is uh. going to flush. So I actually sent you a text. You, can, you know it's genuine. When you get the word explosive diarrhea, you know that it's being sent from the loo. I'm so glad that you made it here despite what you've been going through. That's Thanks very much. Although I parked miles away and I haven't enjoyed the walk, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, do you regret the idea that you wanted to come ride a roller coaster? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Probably not a good idea. Last thing you want to uh, throw on a stomach upset and two-day-old cheesecake is centrifugal force. Oh. Uh, and Popeye's chicken from two days ago. Oh, good grief. No, no, but that was, I had Popeyes, and that, I think, might have been the beginning of it. You know, I think the Popeyes worked as the grease. Is that famously the Popeye, like, Popeyes gives you the shits? Well, yeah. I, I mean, get it every time. It's obvious, like, I, I would think that it would, Don't going get the in, gravy. that it's going to be coming out. The chicken will be fine, but I think it might be the gravy that messed me up. Right, uh, I don't know. Although, admittedly, it's Santa Monica Pier, and quite frankly, your roller coasters look a bit fruity. Right, I'm pretty sure people shit themselves regularly around here. Look what they have to eat. That's true. Well, you know what? It'll be fun to do the roller coaster. It adds to the suspense that well, you, for you might have yeah, to shit sure. yourself. Um, but why did you choose coming here and riding a roller coaster? What, what is special about this for you? You asked me what uh, I, I like to do on my days off, and uh, I'm a bit of a ride freak. The X2 is brilliant. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I like rides. Great. Let's go on the roller coaster and talk about shitting. Come on. Hot dog. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Danny. Bye, Danny. Okay, so we're on the roller coaster now, and you're going to share with me about a the worst time the that shit you ever pants. shit your pants. Yeah. It was, uh, I was in gigging in Cambodia, and after the gig, <laughs> As the soon as tuk -tuk you start driver, with this story. Yeah, Cambodia is always going to give you some sort right. of dysentery. <laughs> and uh, after the gig, the, they said, we're sick of, because we've been uh, in Singapore for days, and we're sick of uh, just uh, Asian food. They were going, I want, uh, I want a barbecue. So they said, oh, Tuk Tuk Tribe will know where to go. And I'm like, what? And then I realized in hindsight as well, we didn't know this tuk-tuk driver. So he just <laughs> takes us to, uh, it wasn't even a restaurant. It was when we arrived, they just opened up an awning and there was just a bucket of chicken sitting oh. marinating, no refrigeration oh. whatsoever. And I was like, oh, guys, you know what? That's a bucket of chicken. Oh. But it's like just sitting in a bucket. And the thing is, Cambodia is the kind of place. Oh, here we go. In, oh, oh. in markets. <laughs> In markets, they'll have, like, uh, sun-dried prawns that are, like, 10 days old. They'll have, like, tarantulas on a stick. And I was like, fellas, there's not even a fridge. And, and my mate Phil was like, oh, don't be such a xenophobe, <laughs> you fucking pussy. So I actually succumbed to peer pressure. And then they... Oh, God! Oh, oh, I took a photo. Uh, ah, the bell in my arsehole is ringing, I have to is say. Is it right now? Are you, yeah. are you okay? Did you and uh, so then they... Uh, so they, they didn't even have, like, a, a grill. They just had, like, an oil drum with charcoal in it. Oh. I had a bit of chicken that wasn't properly cooked. Oh. And then they... Oh! Oh, shit! And then they... Uh, <laughs> and then my wife and I got so sick 
that we actually had to stop at KL Airport on the way home so we could shit ourselves for 24 hours. Oh and I mean gosh. like that proper liquid... Shut up! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and then, uh, you know that kind of like uh, spurious, like uh, spinning wheel shit where oh. it's like uh, fluorescent green. Oh. Like I'm pretty sure if I was to throw it against the wall, you could see it at night. <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to throw it anyway. <laughs> It's a, it looked like, where are we now? What is this? Santa Monica Pier? Yes. It looked like the green parts of Santa Monica Pier. Oh, God. Hang on. Let's see if I can see. Here we go again. That, okay, that green okay. light there. Oh, yeah. lovely. And, uh, oh, it was, uh, and also, Jimmy McGee, who is like the softest spoken, spoken oh. nicest comedian ever. 24 hours in Cambodia. He got dysentery and punched a heckler in the head. Oh. It was some coked up casino owner. Photo again. And wait. And it was some coked up casino owner who was heckling. Oh, no. And I knew he was going to be a pain in the ass straight away. But it was non regular comedy fans. And it was uh, for Amnesty International. And I did a gag about saying, oh! <laughs> about saying every culture oh. has aspects to it that are like a revelation to foreigners. And just to be on banal to the locals. And I said, the thing about Cambodia is you can fuck a kid and get away with it. <laughs> but not only was I preaching to the choir, it was people from Amnesty. They oh. were there to try and prevent that. <laughs> so I lost the crowd. Then I tore into this heckler because I knew he was going to be a knob. They didn't know he was going to be a knob. Sure enough, he turned out to be a knob because he goes, I'm more famous than you guys. And I was like, what? And then it turns out he was. He'd owned the casino. But he'd been sacked that night. He took a bunch of coke, was heckling, and then uh, after, I felt immediately sick from the chicken. So my wife and I went home, and I saw him the next day, and he goes, yeah, I punched out that heckler. But believe you me, I can't stress enough. Between myself, Phil Nickel, and Jimmy McGee, I cannot stress enough how weird it is that Jimmy's the one that knocked out the heckler. Because the guy was, like, doing that circling around thing at the bar, and he's going, like, what do you think of those comics? They're all shit. And then he kind of sidled up to Jimmy, put his arm around him, and he goes, hey, what do you think about that comedy night? And they were shit, weren't they? Because he'd been kicked out of the club. And Jimmy goes, fuck off, mate. And as he goes to uh, brush his hand away, this coked-up heckler just does this telegraph punch. Like, so he's only, like, halfway behind his arm, you know, like his, his arm is, is, is reared back. And Jimmy, one punch, first punch he's ever thrown in his life, one punch on the button on the chin, Knocked the fuck out. I laughed my ass off and then shat my pants. <laughs> and then, like, because the thing is, he was sick. he was the first one to get sick. But he was like, oh, something was wrong with that chicken. I was like, no fucking shit, guys. <laughs> it was in a bucket. It wasn't even in the fridge. And it was cooked in an oil drum. But, you know, that's proof positive as well. Whenever you meet, like, uh, white guys in Asia, what happens to an unchecked white guy? Like, you know the guy that used to be, you know, that used to live in England and he moves to fucking somewhere in Thailand and sure enough, three days in, he goes, do you want to go to a strip club? And it's like 15-year-old girls stripping and you're like the unchecked white guy, you know? Just give him, just, and poor Jimmy McGee, loveliest lad in the world, he, 24 hours in Cambodia, he turned into Kurtz. <laughs> if a white guy isn't policed, it's amazing what he'll fucking turn into. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the unchecked white man. That's amazing. That's so funny. That I just have to say, to hear you say, shat my pants, it just doesn't seem that shot bad. My pa- shat my pants. Shat. shat. I shat my pants. Wait, wait, wait. I roll the A more than bad. you do. Shat. You shat. 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 Or it's like a shat. I shat my pants. I, I say it properly. You fuck it up. I fu- but it's still, <laughs> it sounds so much better than I shit my pants. I shit my pants. Oh, I shat my pants. Well, it's past I tense. Have- I, if I so said I shit my pants while did, we're on the roller coaster, right. that would mean the, present tense present and you'd have something to worry about. Right, but, but Americans, we don't decipher between it. Like, it's still I shit my pants or I shit my pants. We never, we don't have a past tense for shitting. <laughs> I'd like to stress, this isn't my act, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the, sh- the amazing shit himself guy. <laughs> you mean people can't see you on stage shitting yourself? Yeah, or, I've got, and then they I've go, got an I, album out. Did, it's just 90 he, minutes of... <laughs> did he... But then they have to leave the show going, did he shat or did he shit? Did he shat or shit? <laughs> so, um, getting back to that story, did you literally, like, shit your pants at the thing? Or you're, like, from the chicken? Or you, like, you made oh, it? Oh, no, I got to the, I think I got to the loo in time. But. Again, the loo so is not glad. nearly as gross. We were so glad we'd upgraded to business. 
cause an economy flight back from uh, from KL. Kuala Lumpur is, I think it's 14 hours to the UK. 14 hours in economy. Yeah. Waiting in line to shit yourself. <laughs> that wouldn't have been good. Um, but, we, but we even had a stop over it, like I said, in KL, which, uh, yeah, worked out to be very convenient. Yeah, yeah, you get off that plane, you can... Yeah, are you, are you ever on the road and just like... Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and you get really crook? Yeah. And rather than having to transit home, you actually just have to check into a hotel for 24 hours to be sick as a no, pig? No, no, I was pregnant driving across the country. Jesus. And I had... I had something happen to me that was devastating. Like, and I was well, on, come on share. the I, road. I told you, you're my chicken shit. Story. Yeah, I have a couple. I have some pretty good ones. You but said this you one, had something that happened to me. That yeah, leads to it, like some sort of like, rape or something. No, I'm no, but about I was very pregnant, and no. I and pregnant women usually like you get like um, constipated a lot. So I took something before this long road trip that I'd forgotten about. So by day two, it hit me, ah. and I was on the freeway on I-40 in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and there was no rest stop. And I pulled over on the side of the road. I had no place to go. And I had toilet paper in the car. But it was so windy. When I opened the car door, it, it flew forward with so much force. And I had to, like, struggle to close the door, run over. There was no bush, no trees, just freeway. And I had to squat and shit. And the wind was so ferocious that when I was wiping my ass... Did you cry? Did you cry? I let you no. Ah, I, I let no. I would let go of the paper like a baby bird. It would fly into traffic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so there was trucks driving down the road. Thank you. I would like to see like an experiment that, that shows the synapses in your, in your mind. At the moment that of... kick off. Like when that, like, it's almost like a ringing bell in your sphincter. Just... <laughs> And you almost like light oh, I up. I am going to. I am going to shut my pants. You can feel your eyebrows like brush your hair. I'm, I'm going to, and and then I'd have to say I sh shot my pants. I shat myself. Um, so my husband Ralphie was on a radio show pissing called Rusty Water Out Your Ass. Well, no, he was on. He, okay, so he did. Did you ever call it that? Pissing water out your ass. Pissing rusty water out rusty your ass. Rusty water. I love that. And we've got probably a thousand ways of saying it in that's Australia. A, that's got a lovely ring. What's another one? Uh, shat through the eye of a needle. That's a good one. <laughs> what else? Um, what else you got? Shat through an eye. Shat through an eye of a needle. Shat it's poetic. It's lovely, actually. It meant, it meant that, like, it's so thin. Yes, it's lovely. <laughs> that it could go through. It's lovely. <laughs> you people have such a. So you're only in America. So people go like, oh, say stuff to me in your accent. Oh. Oh, you have such a lovely accent. Um, like, we don't get that in Europe, you know. It's like my, our men my, sound like reversing trucks and our women sound like cats trying to bark. The, the, my favorite thing to ask people, mostly with a British accent, but I think yours might work, is to just say, I can't. I can't. But sometimes it sounds like cunt. Like, I can't. No, that would be New Zealand. Yeah, it's more, it's more British. Or, that yeah. would be New Zealand. They, they yeah. pronounce all their vowels with an uh oh, sound. I love it. And then, like, I can't do that. I'm I a, can't do that. I can't. You, you can't. Look at fish and chops. <laughs> so, um... My husband was on this thing on Sirius Radio. It was called Trucker Comedy Hour. And so I had called him and told him what had happened to me an hour or so after. And he was doing his show. And so he got on the radio ah. and asked if anybody had seen me do that and to call in. And some truck driver called in saying he saw me squatting and shitting on the side of the road. <laughs> Isn't that a small world? <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Thank God we had a closer. <laughs> yeah, that's hysterical. Who knew that you were holding on the entire time when you took me on a roller coaster while I'm about to shit myself? Oh. Did you, like, during the course of this conversation, the beginning of this conversation, did you know you had a closer? No, I didn't know I was going to share that story. But you know what? I think next time we come to this pier together, I should eat Popeyes before we come because I will definitely have a shit myself <laughs> <laughs> experience on I that roller that coaster. I have effect on people. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I begin with... I actually was uh, second-guessing when I first sent the text and went, due to explosive diarrhea, I'm running late. <laughs> and I did think, ah, oh, I can send that to Danny, but the girl I haven't met yet. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, you know what? That's what they're going to get out of me. Awesome. Thank you so much Thank you. for joining us. This was a blast. I hope it's been a learning curve in <laughs> assholery. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that is awesome. You took a guy who's about to shit his pants on a fucking roller coaster and then made him talk while he was doing it so he couldn't have concentration. <laughs> you were hoping, I'm going to get this guy, this famous fucking world famous comedian to shit his pants <laughs> on my fucking podcast. All right. That is so goddamn funny. Ah, why didn't you take him on a bungee jump and see if you could shit down his neck? <laughs> Awesome. I was worried about the lady sitting in the row behind us. Fuck her, say, man. Hey, sorry, lady. This is we're looking for content. Okay, <laughs> suck a dick. I love shit stories. They're fucking great. Oh, thank God it wasn't a loop-de-loop. I don't know if oh, I could Oh yeah, one of the loop-de-loop ones. Oh yeah. man, you can't hold that. That sphincter up there at the top just opens up a little bit. Just like the little the little <laughs> eye comes open, like a like a dragon eye. You know, they always look a dragon when it, or like Godzilla when Godzilla wakes up. Like that eye opens. That's your little pooper. All right, your little pooper's opening up just a little bit. And if you got diarrheas right there, they're coming out, Jack. There yeah, ain't no stop. If you're on the loop and you're sitting yeah. next to him and your mouth is open, going, oh, around, that, 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 <laughs> that little that little bump right out there, then right in your mouth, that'll loop the loop right in. On, oh. You'll get it on the down, yeah. okay? He'll shit at the top and then you'll get it on the down slide. Not a good idea. <laughs> Oh, man. I was on a roller coaster one time where a guy vomited oh. and hit four people. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I remember being nine years old, just blown the fuck away. Hot Springs, Arkansas. It was Magic Springs. Fucking, uh, and it was, it was such a shitty roller coaster. This is what it was. It was down one loop, up, and then down one loop back. Right. That was it. Ta-da! Okay, it was such a shit. Like, the biggest attraction at Magic Springs was feeding the catfish. Okay, that was that was the biggest fucking attraction. All right? Such a shit fucking... Ugh. ugh it's so gross, but it's so fun. White trash. We got to take the kids to that, okay? Because it's white trashy. I don't think they have dog patch anymore. Well, the kids would love to feed catfish. Oh, I know, man. They'd love that it. That sounds like fun. I know. August would jump in and catch one with his hand. Look, Daddy, I caught catfish. <laughs> Yes, you did, baby boy. All right. We've had a lot of shit on this podcast lately. Man, hey, not only do that, we've got a guy that's slang a tongue of shit, okay? Toby Hicks, he slang a lot of dope, okay, back in the day. All is right? shit another name for dope? Yeah. I know yeah. Oh, this is good shit. shit. This is good shit, shit, motherfucker. But it wasn't shit. dope that he was doing. It wasn't. Dope is pot, right? No, well, the dope is any any drug, okay? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, like like a dope that, fiend is I a heroin when addict. You said this is good, like this is the shit. It's like it's good, the good weed. No, no, it's just the shit. It's good shit, okay? Oh, Whether okay. it's coke, heroin, pills, whatever, okay? Oh, well, Toby is a fascinating person. You know, I mean, like interviewing somebody who has a history like Toby for me was like a little bit challenging at at, at first and thinking about it because I mean we're I we're I don't want to sensationalize it, but he his life is like a like a Scarface movie. I mean, it's like let me tell you, I I I love these guys. Okay, I I was in rehab with a bunch of them. Okay, they were there for drugs and alcohol and and to cool. avoid prison terms, and I'm there to for PTSD, and I'm sitting there just mind blown away with these guys talking about oh. I had to suck dick for heroin. Amazing. All right, another guy, you know, about about fucking bitches on crank and well, shit like that. I don't mean to pass my judgment. I personally think it should all be legal so that fuck there's yeah. no issue Legalize at and all. text the fuck out of it. So that's my whole thought. But poor, like Toby had a really rough life coming up and his story is just fascinating it's so good that we're going to continue talking to him because he's just I love excellent. it but the best part about this whole interview is that we got to meet up with him and we had to come up with a place I was like, where do we interview somebody that's once talked about a, you know kind of a criminal life and me and putting him in prison well we went to Sal's comedy hole because that just to me sounds <laughs> like a, which Sal is awesome and we had he treated us to an awesome meal and we got to hang out and and share this amazing like lunch with um, with Toby and he told us like the most interesting. You just gotta listen. Here you go. Ten. I'm here at Sal's Comedy Hall, also the Vienna Cafe at Melrose and Fuller, with Toby Hicks. Toby, this place is the Comedy Hall, right? It's like being in the hole. Does yeah, it bring back is, memories of being in a hole? Actually, <laughs> it in the comedy, it is similar the way it's dark and secluded and everything. Uh, but this isn't, right? This is like, this is, by the way, this is 7356 Melrose. This is po like posh part of Hollywood, right? Yeah, Melrose nice. and Fuller. Right. Great establishment. Right. Glad to be here. <laughs> but this isn't, this doesn't bring back memories. This is really nice. No, nah, no, nah, this is... Uh, 
very nice from where I've been in my life. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I've had a fortunate life. I mean, I've uh, had a good comedy career, been able to see things, but also uh, had a dark side that, you know, a lot, not, not everyone knows about, about my experiences in prison, both state and federal prison. So I didn't learn after the first time. It took a second time. Wow. <laughs> so I, I thought you did jail, but you went to federal prison. Yes. Wow, I'm sitting went across from a... state prison first. Mm. State prison, I was... Uh, <laughs> state prison, I mm. went for uh, soliciting <laughs> narcotics. Oh, that, that's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it? That's yeah. what got you? Yeah, that was it. Uh, I used to sell crack back at its, when it was at its booming peak. Wow. So... You got, how much time did you spend in behind Well, actually, at that time, the state charge, I only did, like, three years. At that time, yeah, the penalties were a lot steeper. Like, the same charges now, I'd be doing, like, 20 years. But actually, at the time that I did it, and, you know, had a decent lawyer and everything. So, but uh, it was a tough time. So, to undercover police, that's how it happened. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, so you... What I, okay, I, I have so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. It's like, holy shit. So you, are you from L.A.? Did all this go down in California or what? Yeah, it went down in California. But here's the remarkable part. I am from Omaha, Nebraska. How did you end up in this world? Well, I uh, had family in San Diego. So I was getting ready to get out of high school, and they said, hey, you know. Did you grow up in like a regular sort of Nebraska family and everything yeah, was kind of cool? Yeah, actually, I grew up with a good family. Uh, it, <laughs> unbelievable. My grandfather was the pastor of the biggest black church in Nebraska. And then look, and this is what happened. I brought shame to the whole family. It was a real ordeal. Are you the only one of the younglings to... Yeah, to venture off that far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. that sucks. You gotta... <laughs> well, actually, you know, some of the other, my other uh, relatives, you know, they, they went to the other side, some of them, as being addicts, you know. Oh. So. Did you sell to them? <laughs> no. <you laughs> Not know, directly? Actually, but, no, no, I didn't never sell to anyone in my family. But I knew people that did. And, I mean, I had buddies that would sell to their own parents, which I just couldn't believe. But, you know, you get so wrapped up in that world, and you know that deep down in your heart, if you don't give it to them, somebody else is. So you might as well keep the money in the family. That's the way some people look at it. Right. And then you also know what you're delivering is hopefully yeah. Quality, I guess. Yeah, I don't but know. to give it to your parents, yeah, that's kind of unbelievable. So you moved to San Diego after yeah, high school. I moved to San Diego after high school. And uh, what's remarkable is that uh, my relative, he was selling crack. But I didn't know because crack hadn't hit Nebraska. I didn't know anything about crack. I had never seen crack. So <laughs> I've seen a few cracks in my day. <laughs> and it's not pretty. That's too much. <laughs> I... Uh, I just noticed, like, at the time, I was going to college. I had a job. And I just noticed my cousin having all this money. Like, you know, and he's going to school and everything, but he's not working. I just know he's buying too much stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing, blah, 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 whatever. Keep it moving. So then um, it started getting more and more obvious. Like, he's putting paint jobs on cars, and he's got multiple cars now. And it's like, you're a college student. Like, how are you, what are you doing? Okay, so... And are you in college at this point? Yeah, I'm in college, too. What are you studying? Business management? business, yeah. (laughs) So at the time, uh, my cousin who invited me to stay, they had two kids. One was a year older than me, and one was the same age. So three boys. So I came into a household, you know, it was honestly, coming from Nebraska, it was like coming to the Huxtables. It was seriously like that. I mean, they had a, a big house. Mercedes-Benz, his Lincoln Town cars. I mean, my, they were doing really well. So their son had no reason to be selling crack because his family was doing well. So I didn't know what he was doing for a while until one day I finally, I walked in his room, and he was in the room, and he had like $50,000 cash on the bed. Now I, I'm like, okay, look, now what are you doing? You know, come on. So he explained to me that he was selling drugs or whatever, and I didn't really understand. And I was like, well, look, man, you got you to gotta let me in on this, all this money here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, this isn't for you, blah, blah, blah. So 
actually a couple months passed. I kept inquiring about it. And he kept saying, no, it's not for you. You know, I'm working a graveyard shift job. And then in the, right after work, You're I had like, to go no, to school. No, this is for me. I saw that $50,000 on yeah, your bed. Yeah, that, yeah. That's for like, anyone. Well, I'm working all night. Right. I'm working all night, then leaving work, going straight to school. Right. Like know, if, if you'd have been a bed, woman, like you'd be like, PM. show me how to dance on that pole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I don't do want to work I'm that night shift. this here. Yeah. So he, he never really wanted to let me be involved or whatever. So I kept begging. So finally one day, he says, okay, look, how much money you got? I said, I got 25 bucks. He said, give me the 25 bucks. I said, well, let me give you 20 and keep five. He said, no, give me the whole 25 bucks. So I give him the 25 bucks. He gives me the rocks. He, we get in the car. He takes me uh, up to his neighborhood like in the, on the street. It's about 15 guys out on the corner selling drugs at this time. And so he gets me out and he says, look, he tells everybody, look, here's my cousin. You guys watch out for him, blah, blah, blah. So I get out there. Within 15 minutes, I got 50 bucks. So I call him. He comes back, you know, and we're going back and forth. By the end of the day, I had like $175 and a sack still for tomorrow. So I made 150 bucks the first day. So after that, I was totally hooked. For how much time? I was uh, maybe like four hours. So, I mean, coming from taking my last 25 bucks investing it, and right. now to this, after that, I was hooked. I was off and running. It's like 25 bucks an hour, maybe a little bit more. That's not... Well, no, nah, but at the time, I mean, and it coming from just nothing to right. that, and not only did I have the 175 bucks, I had like $100 worth of more dope to that. Okay, so yeah, so you the had... the next day, I had another hundred I could make the moment I woke up and start selling it. And how does that work? Do people just drive up and you're just selling right At into cars? At this time, yeah, people were just driving up. They knew what streets to come down, whatever. And what kind of people are driving up? Like all different kinds of people from all different walks of life or...? All different types. I mean, lawyers, doctors, uh, athletes, uh, just regular common folks. And do you see people you maybe even know or recognize or...? Yeah, you used to see... What was really this is LA. This is this. Where was this? This was in Los Angeles. This was in San Diego, where in I San started. Diego. But what was really common is you would see your friend's parents. Oh God. Yeah, that that was the most common thing is, is seeing someone's parents, and then end up finding out that you know uh, your buddy's mother is. Uh, you know, giving guys blowjobs for, for crack and stuff. You know, th those are and then tough. And then you realize that you could be one of those guys. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, uh, actually, like, <laughs> actually, for me, that was always Your tough. Your mama you know? sucked my dick for a crack rock, <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, you know, you want to talk <laughs> shit. But, no, I could never do anything like that. So, like, those types of situations always bothered me. You know, I remember one time, uh, you know, then the pregnant women would come up. That was always, I couldn't do it. When you were, you, you couldn't sell to her? I couldn't sell it to her. I had some more. Did you have to charge a little extra because it's two customers for the <laughs> <laughs> And actually, that's what made me popular is because, like, I was a drug dealer that I had heart. With the heart of gold. Yeah, and, like, but my buddies. <laughs> the all, rock heart of gold. picture, though, seriously, though, but all the buddy, all the guys I you was You do the with, line at pregnant women. <laughs> and, and then also, I have another story that I wouldn't do. But. All the guys that I would, they were just ruthless, though. So I, I guess it kind of balanced out. I was the, the guy that had, you know, my buddies would be like, fuck that. You know, you better just get it, the money, blah, blah, blah. So you stood at the end of the of the rainbow with your yeah. with your bucket of rocks? Yeah, like one time. <laughs> in uh, a green one pair of shorts. Around, I would like to sell to a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> and like one time around the holidays, a lady, she came with all of her kids' Christmas presents, they were wrapped up. Oh and she was like, one is, and I was like, no, I, I can't do that. You know, someone else took her kids' stuff, but I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do that. Oh, my God. You know. That's so fucking sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. It was uh, the stuff that you, you know, would see is unbelievable. But the thing about it is that what a lot of people don't realize is that when you sell the drugs, you, you become an addict just as the user. You know, even to this day, like anytime my money gets low or if You're I You're addicted to, to that. Yeah, you start thinking like, okay, well, you know, I, and you know, I know I can't go back to that, but it's still in your mind. It's still addicted just as if you were, uh, you know, clean and sober. You would have never done time if your, um, if your undercover officer had been dressed in maternity clothes. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
holy shit, you're sitting there with a felonious motherfucker. <laughs> he is very felonious. That is a fucking hell of a story, man. You know he had to fucking beat motherfuckers up because people are shortchanging. What they do, what crack addicts do is crackheads will roll a dollar bill up so it looks like a 20, okay, and then they'll stick it out the window, get the rock, all right, and when the drug dealer realizes it's a dollar instead of a 20 for a rock, okay, it's uh, they, they they fucking go crazy. They'll crawl inside the window and beat the shit out of a motherfucker and have people race down. There's always a guard car right there to stop motherfuckers and beat people up and shit and pull people out of the car. They fucking kill them, you know, for fucking them on $20, okay? Crack dealers are fucking serious, Jack. Okay, I used to talk to those guys when we lived off Crenshaw and Adams, okay, down there at the Johnny Pastrami's, okay? Those guys were fucking great to hang out with but when it came to business they were ruthless ruthless okay they were they were just the same type of like i've met billionaires like um uh mark cuban and stuff in the same way like they're all ha 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 and then the business comes up and then boom it's no joke jack it is serious fucking thing that's what he was that's so fucking amazing to go from that guy okay to being a fucking hilarious stand-up comic it's fucking compelling. This Toby Hicks shit is fucking so good. I'm so glad it's a two-parter. I can't wait to hear the next part next week. And speaking of next week, um, we're in Tempe tonight at the brand new beautiful Improv. Okay, right. okay. And uh, they took it the old uh, Improv. They redid everything and they opened it back up. And it is fucking kicking ass. And then the whole Perfect Ten cast is going to be in, down in Brea, California, at the beautiful Improv there in Brea. Off, uh, off Brea Boulevard. Okay, uh, with uh, Danny is opening. Lana's going to be doing extended guest sets, and then the kid Ralphie May is going to be there in full strength. And I heard the twins are going to drop by. Oh, and what? Yeah, it's going to be a motherfucker. It's going to oh, be a good. motherfucker. Yeah, it's going to be a great fucking weekend down in Brea. And then the week after that, we're in Ontario, and we're doing the Dirty Show on the uh, the the twins, the Smash Brothers, uh, on the fifteenth of May. We're going to be in Ontario's Dirty Show, and it's just the Smash Brothers, Lana Turner, and Ralphie May, Jack. It is that's all it is. All right, buy those tickets before they get sold out. All right. Anyways, it's uh, we've got we're g- loading up for our specials. Okay, so expect great hot sets and extended uh, extended length sets. All right, it's going to be a hell of a fucking couple of weeks before we tape our new specials in uh, Las Vegas at the beautiful South Point. So I've covered uh, your dates, my dates, Danny's dates. We're all together. It's going to be fucking great. It's going to be a perfect 10 fucking month. This is the month of May. Ralphie May. All right? And uh, we've got for you a fucking kick-ass band, as always, uh, recorded live at the beautiful Mercy Lounge in Nashville, Tennessee. Kieran McMullen. Sinking in, a little complicated, but I can't get you off my mind again. Way too old and far too jaded to ever let it pull me in. Who better than me to have to tell you that this may not work out? I'll give you a minute to think about it. Let it be our intermission We jumped right in Thinking true happiness Was in the same place That our hearts were there Started off with no doubt, became a phase we live again. Like a broken bottle on a drunken night, you went and moved back out to the ocean. Where was I supposed to go?
all it takes is a call or two 4 a.m. when my voice is filled with alcohol please come over why do we do this to ourselves is it impossible to still making the same mistakes until I start to remember exactly how her eyes made it all go away just focusing to turn and run you're gonna need it when the lights go out is this the end the big finale I'm hypocritely hopeful now This might be our intermission get the idea subscribe visit our page on itunes leave us plenty of comments and a high rating check out our website at perfect10pod.com we'll see you next week suckers